0: Trip Radio's First Time is a quarterly live lit and music series recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Try. You know, being a DJ, I'm always asked, so what's your favorite album? And I can't answer that question. Because I have so many favorite albums. I mean, and literally, we get so much new music at Chirp every week. I've got a new al- favorite album every week. But if I was on a desert island and I had to pick one artist, okay, that one I can come up with. It's David Silvian. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs> All right, David Silvian. I learned about him when I was in college. I was music director at WKDI at Northern Illinois University. Is anyone in this audience from Northern Illinois, or Northern Illinois University and WKDI? I heard it in the back. Yeah. So I was music director, and I came across this band called Japan. And Japan featured a guy named David Sylvian. And David Silvian's real name was David Batt. He started the band with his brother, Stephen Batt. They were big fans of the New York Dolls. So they changed their names to David Sylvian for Sylvain Sylvain. But he wanted to do the misspelling. And David Johansson became Steve Jansen. So that's how they got their names. And they had this sound that was kind of a glam rock style that mixed punk with a little bit of pop, a little bit of hard rock, and then show tunes. They actually did a Barbra Streisand show tune that I'm going to play on Friday at at 2.25 PM. How about that, huh? (laughs) So anyways, so they came out with this album, and the critics hated it. They just hated Japan. They uh, thought that they were very pretentious, and Sylvian sang with kind of a Johnny Rotten sneer. The band played hard rock. It kind of didn't work, and man, I loved this band. Even though Sylvian himself said he thought that first album, Adolescent Sex, was absolute rubbish. I didn't think so. So we started playing it on WKDI, and that was uh, my introduction to them. So when I met my wife years later at a Pretenders concert, I, I knew once we started dating, she was going to like this guy. And I started playing David Sylvian for her. And Sue's reaction was akin to my reaction when I boiled cauliflower. It was like, <laughs> she didn't like his voice. Uh, Sylvian had gone from a Johnny Rotten style to much more of a Brian Ferry style. And he added a boo 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 kind of to the bottom of his register. He had dropped his, his uh, singing voice a couple of registers, and he sang in this very deep, monotone style, and Sue never could get used to him. So after 33 years of marriage, I figure she's heard David Sylvian tunes at least 1,000 hours of, of her life. She still doesn't like him. So I think that means she likes me, right? All right, so I wanted to see him, and Japan only lasted until 1982, so on March 24th, 1988, He was coming to Chicago and I was really excited. Had tickets, was looking forward to it. Now there was one little chink in the armor and that chink in the armor was that Sue was pregnant and she was due on the 26th. See, Jess, I did remember. (laughs) And I thought that was a, the tolerance was good. I thought the odds were pretty good. I'd be able to see that show. Well, Jess had other ideas. On the 24th, I show up to work. I get a call, Susan Labor. Head over to Prentice Hospital over down the street. So I rushed over there. And then for the next nine hours, nothing happened. So I thought, okay. In my pocket was a David Sylvian ticket. (laughs) Now I am the most dedicated husband you're ever going to reach, okay? So so the doc comes in about 7 o'clock. And Sue's doing fine. She's still in early labor. And I said, so. Uh, for the first, you know, it's the first try, right? I said, so, Doc, what's the, uh, what's the chance uh, I'm a dad tonight? He goes, mm, not very good. I think tomorrow sometime. Oh, really? So I went up to Sue and I said, honey. Gave her a big kiss and the biggest hug she's ever had. Um, what do you think? About me heading over to the Vic, uh, see, David Sylvian. And she goes, Oh, sweetheart, you should go. Isn't that beautiful? And then her eyes got very steely. And she said, But if you do, don't come back. There was no second try. So I missed Dave, and uh, 24 hours later, Jessica was born. So that's a good trade-off, right? So to this day, to this day, I bug her constantly that she is the reason I missed that show. But she was worth it. So a couple years later, we're moving from Arlington Heights to Lake Barrington, and I had to move my record collection uh, into a storage locker. No big deal, right? So I rented a van. and put all these in the bankers' boxes. And as I'm driving in that van, I hit a big bump. And I don't know, didn't think anything of it. But it turned out that the hatch had opened up, the door opened up. And when I got there, my albums were scattered all over the floor of this van. Well, you panic. You know, you, you go, geez, I, I hope nothing happened. You hope for the best, right? Say a prayer. And I went through, did an inventory. Oh, it's all there. Fine. Put it away. Fast forward two years. We've been in the house now two years. Those albums have been sitting on the rack for a long time, but I never put them in order. I wake up at 2.30 in the morning. L to S. L to S. Oh, my God, L to S! And Susan goes, what the hell are you talking about? I run downstairs, and I start flipping through the albums, and everything from Lazy Racer... The Santana is gone, <laughs> L to S. I'm talking about 500 albums. It was not a small amount. And so, you know, it really sucked. You know, it, was, it took me a decade to replace a lot of those albums. And albums that I'd spent like 33 cents for in college, I was spending $50 to buy the CD from some kind of import to give you an idea of, you know, what things were costing. It was crazy. But the good thing that came out of it. Was I was completely unaware that David Sylvian was a solo artist. He had become uh, started recording ambient music, and he was doing uh, all types of experimental music, as well as some rock and pop. And so I bought his entire you know his entire catalog. So we're listening to a David Sylvian Robert Fripp uh, album that they put together as we're driving in Colorado from Silverton, and We're making this trip off-road in an SUV that's two-wheel drive. And we get to a spot that's not on the map. And do you go this way? Or do you go that way? Do you go that way? (laughs) So David Sylvian Singh, and I happen to have him on. I had him on constantly in this period of my life. And we're listening to a song called God's Monkey. And the lyric is, Find the ladder. Climb the ladder. I went left. All of a sudden, we're riding up a mountain. I'm not talking about a hill. I'm talking about a mountain, a 14,000-foot mountain right in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. And we're driving on a path. And as we're getting higher and higher, I'm realizing this car can't turn around. And it's having trouble keeping its traction. And when we hit 14,000 feet, Sue is hanging on for a dear life. She's grabbing that, that handle up there. I always thought, why would you grab a handle when, when you're looking over the side? If you fall, it's 14,000 feet down. Holding on that handle isn't going to do anything. Jess is crying. And Christine, our second daughter, she's also so stoic. She's just sitting there. <laughs> and I am absolutely terrified. So I did... The smart thing, I turned down David because I didn't think he was going to help me at this point. <laughs> and I thought, focus. you got to focus. Don't kill everyone. <laughs> so we get to the top of this you know, the summit where we're at. I don't know how high up we were, but it was high. And literally, I could look out the car window and it was straight down. But all of a sudden, I noticed the view. Oh, my God. Have you guys ever been up 12,000, 14,000 feet and looked at that view? I mean, it's magnificent. You're... Top of the Rockies. Top of the world, ma. And suddenly I was calm. Literally. I just was, I thought, I'm not dying here today. Drove down. Got on the highway. Flipped back on the volume, because I was continuing to play the CD. And the the line comes up from David Sylvian: The road's uncrossed. White-lined and tarred. And I thought, God, I'm glad I'm on a paved road. (laughs) So... Anyways, we made it back safe and sound, and fast forward to 2002, he's back. I have tickets. I'm really excited. And there are two shows at the Park West. I got the Friday show, the second show. First time in my life I ever called the box office on the day of the show just to verify that he was going to be there at 8 8 p.m. And the story they told me was, I'm sorry, Mr. Nikolic. He was in concert last night but there weren't enough people, and so he canceled the show for tonight. Aww. Oh, for two. And he hasn't been back. So, Sylvian continues to record, and the last time he toured was toured was in uh, 2012, but he does have a brand-new album that's coming out in a couple days on, on Record Day, uh, I think on the 21st of April, so he's taken a 1999 print that he had and making an all-white vinyl version of it, and I think if there's enough interest in it? Hey, maybe he'll tour again. And I would actually consider flying to the UK where he lives now to see him. So anyways, to wrap things up, look, I've been unsuccessful seeing this guy. But tonight, tonight, boys and girls, moms and dads, everyone in the audience, I have the chance to hear, for the first time, a David Sylvian song live. (laughs) And I get to share it with you. Thank you. Between the trees Ground beneath my feet Give me something to hold on to With the rains around my heart Guided by hands that spread life Before my very eyes Falls down on its knees in time I'm no longer lost Every day, every second Every hour inside Love's my only guide Are these the years Of laughter and forgetting